0: Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Diego Luna on Narcos and returning to Star Wars. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. I'm back after the Thanksgiving break. Yes, I took a week off from the podcast. Please forgive me. But the good news is more content is coming your way than you will know what to do with because we are in... That's time of year when every good movie comes out and there's a ton of great TV and the guests are just going to keep on coming until I can't even speak anymore. Um, So I hope you guys enjoyed your your own Thanksgiving break, enjoyed your time with your family and friends and maybe even caught up with a movie or two. I know I'm still catching up with the the best movies of the year. I watched the new Coen Brothers movie last night. Uh, I'm getting all the screeners so I get to kind of... Pick and choose on the, the films that I haven't seen yet, but uh, I'm getting closer to figuring out what my top 10 list. And I have some tough choices to make. It's been another great year in film, uh, films of every type. I'm, I definitely, I mean, there's there's blockbusters that are going to be on my list, and there's going to be weird little indie movies and stuff you've never heard of and stuff that you can't get away from. Um, but that's the beauty of a top 10 list. You get to shine a light on, on different kind of movies that resonated with you. Anyway, we're not talking about film right now, we're talking about TV, because my guest today on the podcast is Mr. Diego Luna, uh, who is currently starring in the new season of Narcos, Narcos Mexico, which is kind of a continuation, there's some commonality with past seasons of Narcos, but really is its own thing, it's kind of a reboot, a different kind of story uh, for the Narcos series, and uh, stars Diego alongside Michael Pena, also has a very significant role in it, and it is available for you right now. On Netflix, I recommend it. Um, and Diego is wonderful in it. He's a fascinating, interesting character um, at the center of the of the drug trade in the '80s in Mexico. In Mexico City is uh, is it in fact where Diego was born and raised. I, th- I think it's where he makes his home now. He is uh, a proud um, member of the community, a proud um, member of the theatrical community. He talks at length in this uh, podcast about. Um, Doing a lot of theater still in Mexico and and wanting to make his home and and contribute his art there. Um, He's just one of those guys that's just a fantastic, significant, um, great life force in the universe. Diego, his enthusiasm is contagious. I think you'll really enjoy spending the next 45 minutes with him as I did. Uh, we talk about a, a great number of things, including, of course, Narcos, but also uh, his childhood, growing up uh, as the, the son of artists, becoming uh, a teenage sensation on telenovelas and being something of an asshole at the age of 15. His words, not mine. Uh, and then, of course, uh, collaborating with his great buddy of his entire life, Gael Garcia Bernal, in uh, Alfonso Cuaron's Y tu Mama Tambien, which changed the course of his career. Uh, and kind of put Alfonso in some ways, on the map, uh, and has set him on an amazing course. Um, so we talk a lot about that. And then, of course, bring it up to the present. We talk about being a part of Rogue One. Uh, was that just a year ago? year and a half ago? I don't know. time flies, but that's when I, I first kind of got to know Diego. Um, and he was such an enthusiastic part of that process. He loved every minute of being in a Star Wars movie and still, and, and being part of the press tour and just being a part of a pop culture phenomenon that was important to him growing up. And I'm so thrilled, uh, for him and for us that we're going to get to see him star in his own, uh, spinoff Star Wars TV series for the new Disney streaming service, uh, all about his character, Cassian Andor. Um, we don't really know anything about it, but we do talk a bit about sort of how it came to be and his hopes and his, uh, his excitement for being a part of, uh, I think they're going to do 10 more episodes, 10 episodes telling Cassian's story. Uh, obviously, if you've seen Rogue One, you know it'll be a prequel. Enough said. Uh, anyway, so this was a, a fantastic conversation. Any conversation with a guy as smart and talented and enthusiastic uh, as Diego is a treat, I hope you guys enjoyed as much as I did. Uh, Remember to check out Narcos Mexico on Netflix right now. He's also, by the way, has a small part in If Beale Street Could Talk, the great new film by Barry Jenkins. We don't talk about it in this podcast, but it just occurred to me that he has a, a fun little role in that movie, and that's a fantastic movie as well. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this uh, conversation. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to Happy Say Confused. Spread the good word. And uh, one last reminder, my after-hour sketches, keep on churning on Comedy Central. Uh, We've got some really good ones coming up for you. Uh, As I sit here today, I can tell you that the next one uh, available to you will star none other than Ezra Miller. And it is fantastic. So check that out. Look out for it. It drops this Thursday. Um, November 29th yes November 29th Uh, check it out I'll I'll tweet it on all my social medias you won't be able to miss it or you can just follow the After Hours Comedy Central Facebook page that might be easier anyway here's my conversation with Diego Luna Uh, hope you guys enjoyed. My oh, look, it's Mr. Diego Luna paying me a visit in my my strange little office. It's good to see you, man. Good to see you. Thank um, you for having me here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for seeming to enjoy the silliness of my
1: office. I, I love it, com- man. You have like, an amazing thing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very comfortable. I mean, Will Farrell is looking at me weirdly. <laughs> But besides that, uh, it's he's all your, fine. He's your old buddy. I, he's my old buddy, but I didn't, he never looked at me like that. I would have never worked with him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's a man that makes me laugh more than, than Will Farrell. Will Ferrell is amazing. See, it just every bone in his body is geared to like making me happy.
1: And I there is like. like very few people that can actually do it without words, and he can. Yes. Yeah, and you know, he's, he's, he's just about the way he looks at you. Like when you're acting, yeah. you know. And also, we were acting. He he was. He was speaking in Spanish, a language he doesn't speak. So <laughs> clearly, all his improvising was just the way he looked at you, the way he reacted, right. the way he would change the, you know, his breathing. Uh, it was just insane, and and he could make us laugh like no one. Yeah, know? he's the
0: he's the best. Uh, yeah. Well, congratulations! I know you've been busy uh, running around the world for a good cause, spreading the good word of uh, Narcos Mexico, uh, which I've enjoyed. I, perfect for the Thanksgiving holiday to <laughs> watch a few episodes of this one. <laughs> um yeah how is this uh the last time i saw you of course was on the star wars press mm-hmm. tour which was
1: similarly big in a different way it was it's a, it's the only two times in my life where i've done something like this in Itumama también we did a tour like that yeah but without knowing it was gonna be that long it just kept going uh-huh. like festivals we just, like, accumulated and it's we went all- <laughs> we went to venice film festival and i remember uh, one day i was told hey you don't stay in festivals that long You know, you start to look, it it, it feels you're eager to get a job, you know, go back home. (laughs) Now is the time for another film, you know, yours is over, you know, you can't be in this party forever. Right. So I went back home. And as soon as I landed there, I got a phone call from Alfonso saying, do you want to come back? You guys won uh, Best Young Actor uh, or Best, yeah, whatever. Uh, It was called the Mastroianni Award. uh, and And... I was like, yeah, of course. And then we went to, you know, we went to, to Toronto. Mm-hmm. And when we landed in Toronto, uh, the day after, we landed on the, the, the yeah, September 11th. Oh,
0: that was that year, of course. Yes. So I,
1: when when I woke up, I landed at like 12 uh, a.m. on September 11th. We arrived with the awards. Everyone was waiting for us. Mm-hmm. We had drinks. We were, like, celebrated with the rest of the team that couldn't go to Venice. Yeah. We went to sleep, and when we woke up, the world changed. You know, and we realized how little matter our wars, world, film, yeah. or anything. Yeah. You know, and we and it, it was all about how do we get back home? How do we, you know, fly over the states? Uh, you know, now yeah. that it's impossible because everything, everything it was grounded cool. everywhere. Yeah, for I had a while. to stay like five or eight days in Toronto, I think, uh, with no clothes. Also, my my luggage never got there, and obviously. It's like again, again, who cares about luggage? Yes, but yeah. let's go buy some shit, and 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 right. and, and, and that's it. Uh, so, but uh, but the, but the thing kept going. We went back home, and 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 then suddenly, you know, the, the film was going to open in the states, and we started doing a promotional tour here, and then the film started to be liked everywhere, and suddenly it was opening in England and yeah. in Japan and in. And all of this was happening, uh, but and, I wasn't ready for it, or I wasn't expecting it, or I didn't have that on an email. You know? Right, it wasn't like, well, I got the next six months of your life, and all of a sudden you're like, it's in February, and the Oscars <laughs> are coming around, you're like, we're still doing this? Exactly. <laughs> but I was 19 years old, uh, reacting to these, uh, and really wanting this to happen, you know, and, uh, and learning from the experience. But these two last two tours, yeah. for, for Rogue One and for, for Narcos, have been crazy, you know, because it's like the Narcos one, it was the seven cities in 14 days. You know, we went from Mexico to Europe, from Europe to Singapore, Singapore, Mumbai, I Mumbai, s- L.A., L.A., Mexico, Mexico, New York. <laughs> So it's just an
0: endurance challenge, just to see what can
1: you and your forty-year-old body can take. Exactly, at this point. <laughs> exactly. I'm a little dizzy at the moment, and I wake up every day at like three a.m. asking myself, "Where am I? Where am Does I?" Does
0: it make you, because you know, in the interim years between Itubama Mama and Star Wars and, and Narcos, obviously you have films of different size and different import that, that, that resonate or don't resonate. Does it make you kind of appreciate it more when like these two come back to back, and you're like, "I have," you know, these they're, these are global phenomena.
1: And, but also, you know, in both cases, I've had this feeling. Like, obviously, not in Mexico, not in Latin America, not uh, not in the States either. But uh, but around the world, in places I I've never been, yeah. like many times, is is the project promoting me? You know, right. like I arrive with Narcos to Singapore, and uh, and people ask me. Oh, you are the guy from Narcos. Okay, tell us about you. Who are you? Where were you? You know, and you go like, shit, I'm, I'm doing this that has already yeah, you're such a following, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, and Star Wars, I mean, come on, it's right. nothing like that. Uh, you, you, you would arrive everywhere and people... Wanted to love the thing you 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 were part of, right. uh, but probably knew much more about this universe than 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 myself. You know, right. even though I did my research and even though I grew up with these films, sure. uh, the fans are like. Yes. Hardcore. I mean, they, they, they have a rigor, you know.
0: <laughs> <They're>, you know. <laughs> suddenly you realize you're like, oh, wait, I thought I knew this stuff. I'm in the bottom 10th percentile.
1: But, I mean, that's even too much, <laughs> you know, compared to the knowledge I'm, they apparently have. Apparently I'm just a poser, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything Everything has a, a meaning, you know, and a reason. And uh, and it's incredible to see that and to feel part of something that big, you know. Yeah. And to, to suddenly realize that there's... There's that amount of attention, you know, that that kind of like um, awareness of, of 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 what you are about to show them, you yeah. know. That I, coming from Mexico, I've never experienced that. You know, we're always like we're always the new thing, but it's never like oh, of course. Right now it's different. Right now you have Alfonso Cuaro, right. Guillermo del Toro, Alejandro, and people are expecting. Mexicans, you know, to deliver, yes. but back then, no one, you know, back then it was always like the, Oh my God, <laughs> that was the surprise. That uh-huh. was the odd one.
0: So, so it's, there's a, you know, since we have some time, we can cover a lot of different sort of things, but yeah, take me back a little bit. You were, you were raised in Mexico city, correct? Yeah. Um, and so what was your, and your parents, I know you lost your mom at a very young age, but both of your parents were involved in the arts, correct me mm-hmm. if I'm wrong. Um, were you exposed to a lot of Television, film, theater, were the arts kind of just part and parcel of your upbringing?
1: Yeah, more theater than anything. You yeah. know, my, my father was a set or is a set designer because he still works in theater and opera. And because my mom died, I, I always had to be around him. Right. So uh, it wasn't that I would go as audience to watch. I, I would be there every day of the whole process. You know, my, my father this is the kind of guy that is there at the beginning. Right. At the middle, at the end, and and you know, like he has to follow the whole process. It's it's not like actors, like you know, we do. We we are there just in a very intense but short period of time of the process. You know, no, I I used to see my dad. You know, have those meetings where it was just ideas and uh, and, and drawings on a on a on a napkin uh, that would become something, you know. And because he's a set designer, I used to see the models of the how the theater was gonna look and and uh, and and help him on that. And then seeing that getting created, uh, so I, I I was fascinated with this world, you know. As a kid, I I only cared about theater and football basically you know it was the the two places where i could feel Happy and and uh,
0: and yeah. Was football an aspiration too?
1: Definitely, always, still yeah. today. You know, <laughs> still think you have a shot? I, I think, I think so. <laughs> I still think that I might get discovered. Um, but um, but definitely, theater was was important in the way I started seeing the world. You know, uh, it also brought me this very cynical, uh, you know, perspective of of the yeah. people that knew. Where the trick was, right. uh, I knew when the things were gonna explode. You know, mm-hmm. I knew when the music was gonna come in. I knew who was the, you know, uh, yeah, who who who's who's the cheater in the story. <laughs> you uh, saw
0: the structure and all the artifice behind it, and but that didn't detract from your enjoyment of it. If anything, it maybe no, made you appreciate it more.
1: Definitely, definitely. And and I was always, you know, fascinated by these people when they were not on stage, you know, the whole, the whole journey of, of, of theater that is beautiful. It's almost like the, you know, the world of, of, of a circus, you know, Mm -hmm. that is going from town to town, building the circuses, promoting it in the community. All of that is part of the process and, and the life of these people that suddenly belong to a a family, you know, and as an orphan or half orphan, uh, the the family idea of theater was, was, uh, yeah, enchanting. You know,
0: what was, were you? Uh, was the theater you were exposed to? Were these Mexican stories, or were these like? I mean, no, was
1: it, it was, happened? it was, yeah, every kind of theater. But you know, they, they would do they would do the classics, they would do anything. And, yeah. and I, I started working at six years old in theater. You know, really young. I I jumped in because I was asked by a director. I remember going to my father and and uh, and asking him, uh, can I can I join the play? And he really wanted to say no, but. Uh, Uh, clearly he couldn't because i was part of that world it's just that i i didn't have the the feeling of being on stage sure and it did change my life and my priorities uh because i enjoyed it so much you know i was i felt so relaxed and happy to be there and uh and the first play i did is like i I was with the national company Mm -hmm. it was a big production probably the best actors of of back then on stage it was like like uh, it was a very special way to start you know and i i I didn't like i didn't really got what uh, what i was being part of you know right for me it was just the guys my father used to see every day uh but uh, but I truly started in the right place, you know, surrounded by the right people. So the, the, their influence uh, meant a lot to me and uh, helped me grow a lot.
0: So, I mean, clearly, I mean, you've been, you haven't looked back since. Uh-huh. Um, what, has there ever been a period of time where you've been kind of like, disillusioned or over it in any way where it's been like not worth it to you to yeah. keep going?
1: I think, I think, I think when I was doing TV, you know, the uh, uh, and, 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 and t- the Mexican cheesy TV, because right. today you cannot say TV, uh, right. TV is uh, actually the cool place to be uh-huh. now. TV <laughs> is where, where they're taking the risks and they're doing the cool stuff and they're letting young, young voices kind of like, uh, pop out and found and find an audience. But, uh, but back then, In Mexico TV was just telenovelas and um, and and again very cheesy material. Uh, It was all about quantity and not quality. Uh, And uh, and as an actor also things if you if you were. If, if you were in a successful show, your life would change in, in, in minutes, you know. Like you would be shooting something today that would air in three, four days. Right. You know, that's as fast as the exposure would come. So yeah. there's no way to be ready for that, you know. And it gets you dizzy and you you start to behave like an asshole uh, <laughs> so a little bit.
0: So you, you didn't know how to be. I mean, how old were you when this happened, when the, the celebrity hit?
1: The first time I, I really was in the, like like the the most successful show I did it was like fifteen. Right. Uh, so
0: that's a recipe for disaster. For yeah. a fifteen year old boy, I don't know many that would handle any kind of success on
1: Definitely. And, <laughs> and I, I had some success at eleven. Mm-hmm. Then at thirteen I did a successful one. And then at fifteen I was like in the biggest show of Mexico, you know? And and the thing is like, yeah, that 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 fame also it's 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 not easy to enjoy, you know, because mm-hmm. they wanna talk to the character. They they don't want to talk to the actor. They don't care about who's behind that character. Well, you especially
0: know? the nature of what you're doing, the well, soaps, that kind of thing. No, oh, of that, course. The,
1: the, the, that that in particular, you're in, their, that, you're in the box in their home every day. That kind of fame, exactly. That popularity comes for the wrong reasons, I think, and uh, and 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 also it's a popularity that goes away, right. you know, and and that hurts also, you know, because it is it is very like. Uh, schizophrenic, you know, you, you for a year. while well, your show is out. You are. They open every door for you, and you start thinking, okay, this is the way. This is this is my life now. And then in two months, you realize there's another kid in front of you, and 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 you have to wait, and you have to accept it. But gladly, it happened to me in a time I was close to my father and friends, and they protected me, or tried to protect me, or rescue me. Yeah. Better—it's a better word—to uh, from 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 that madness. And I think it was theater that uh, what kept me kept me sane, you know. So because you, did,
0: you did theater in between that. that I was and always and doing A2 theater. Mampart, you were always doing
1: it. Oh, always, yeah. Till today, I at least every every two years I do a theater play in Mexico. Oh, wow. And uh, and I, I tend to do that to go back and 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 yeah also reorient
0: you prioritize this thing r- remind yourself why you do this in some ways and feel
1: I belong you know yeah. also to to somewhere you know the the thing of theater which is lovely is that it makes you go to the same place from Wednesdays to Sundays right. every night you cannot you you have to sleep in the same bed yep. uh, and 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 somehow this audience that come see me now has seen. The last five, six plays I've done, you know, right. so there's a history between each other. I, I have to, I have to bring something new to the table, and they acknowledge it uh, because they, they've been part of my whole process, and it's, uh, it's an interesting relation, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, and again, the theater reminds you that, that, that it, audiences are really important. Right. That the idea is to connect with someone else. Sometimes cinema alienates you from audiences, you know because you do a film and then a year passes while they're editing and in post production yep. and then the film comes out and you're somewhere else and you just go to a premiere and then you read numbers and they tell you how many people showed up or how many people download the thing right. or but but that's not a connection you know that is a business connection but the connection of people reacting to your work to your process and uh, and that dialogue that happens in theater you don't get anywhere else, you know. Yeah. That's why it's so addictive to, to be a you know a musician and and play on on, on a stage. The you feedback.
0: know, it's the constant, the it's energy, so, it's all of it.
1: It's so special and 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 transforming and and something you learn a lot from, you know. And and it can be also uh, challenging, you know, when things don't work out because you cannot step down. You have to get to the <laughs> oh, end let's of the do that play. let do- <laughs> You, you, you're born and you, you, you're born and you die every night, two and a half hours or whatever, Mm -hmm. but every night with that, like that, that, that very like clear cycle happens to you, you know, and, and cinema is like, it's like a puzzle. You don't understand what part you're doing. Right. And then if you do, they can go edit and put it the other way around. Totally. Uh, So in theater is the actor that has control, uh, you know, in movies is the director and the producers.
0: Have you ever uh, done theater here in New York? Never, never, never. Come on by, man. I, I don't know I, if you've heard Broadway. We got a good thing going. Here.
1: Exactly. I think you do have a few theaters here. Uh, I've been told there's there's a, uh, an industry here going on. I have to say that I, I've never done theater out of Mexico. I've done Mexican plays uh, in in many places. in sure. You know, in England, in. Colombia, Argentina, uh, Spain. Like, I've taken productions that I've done in Mexico for a few days to other places. But uh, to me, theater also means, yeah, going back home, going back to... I
0: was going to say, how much of it... Because you you still live back home. I live in
1: Mexico, yeah.
0: So, like, how much of it is that it's home? It will always be home. It's familiar. And how much of it is also, like, a responsibility as an artist where you feel like you need to kind of feed back into the system what... That home gave you
1: it is the great thing about my my, my profession uh, my job is that you cannot establish like a, a clear line between the personal and the professional right. you know so yes, you're right, a lot has to do with what an artist should do, which is uh, uh, connect. connect with the issues that matter to you. Let that context affect you and talk about it and yeah. become part of the conversation. You know, So to me, it's important to go raise the questions I think need to be raised in Mexico uh, to become part of the debate that needs to happen in my country. But at the same time, it has to do with Having breakfast in the restaurant I like yeah. or or <laughs> making sure after the play, I can go and have a drink to the bar i I've uh, been going for the last ten years totally. and those two things matter a lot, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like the same at the same level, I can put both of them. yeah uh, and 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 that's a lovely thing of this job if If you are destroyed, if something happened to you, you go on stage and you bring that with you right. and that and and you help. Uh, the the i mean the journey of your role helps you transform that emotion into something useful and that can you know m- make others feel something uh but uh but you you cannot leave it down there's right. no way you know or there's no way you can call and say i'm not going to be performing tonight because i don't feel like it no you have to do it and and right. then so then personal professional it becomes the same and right. And that's also one of the addictive things about what I do, you
0: know? Well, you mentioned – okay, so one of the aspects you just mentioned in terms of, like, kind of contributing to kind of, like, your own national dialogue, your own home dialogue, that segues well into what the project we should at least give some some attention to, which is Narcos, of course. Uh-huh. So is this – is this because is, the, is there a push and pull when a project like this comes around that um, – you know, I would I would imagine like you don't want to play into stereotypes or feed a narrative that all Mexican stories are about the drug trade or whatever. There are a lot, there are a million stories in Mexico. At the same time, this is a defining story of the last thirty plus years of your country. Yeah, um, is that an internal debate when a project like this comes De- around?
1: Definitely, there was a, a strong. Internal debate. I love the way you put it because at the beginning I said, I don't think I can do this, you know, and I don't think it's the, it's the right angle or per- perspective to talk about the issue. Um, I mean, if we put things in, in perspective, uh, in the last 12 years, there's been more than 250 people killed because of this war we're living, you know, the right. numbers are huge. Right. Uh, so I live there. I experienced that every day of my life and, uh, and I was very, uh, I had my doubts about the, the show and uh, it was weird to have an American company and a French company come to you and say, hey, we want to tell your story. Right. Um, and, and at the same time, it reminded me that the story hadn't been told before to, to the world it has like uh, as a mexican i know it yeah you know i've seen documentaries i've seen uh, pieces in, in in cinema and tv that talk about it but uh but the reach of this of this show was interesting to me as a tool to actually get the word out yeah um but i i, I had a long conversation with eric newman who's the the the, um, the showrunner and producer of the show and uh and I asked the questions. I went like, "Why do you want to do this? What is the story you want to talk about?" And 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 the way he responded to me was the exact way I wanted him to respond. You know, uh, the the thing is, this story has been told always in a in a in a very like a rhetoric that. A, that it's it's kind of like it's a big danger, you know, right. where everything is been radicalized and polarized, and there's good and bad. Yes, it's you against me, uh, uh, and uh, and and this show wanted to talk about the gray areas here, you know, uh, uh, about like yes, okay, we are we know that the traffickers are are, are terrible people, right. they're willing to do terrible things, uh, but are they the criminals? the only criminals we should be looking for, because they've told us the story as if, yeah, as if there was one bad guy and tons of victims, you know? And you go like, well, many of those victims, in fact, are no victims, you know? They're playing the game. And while you play the game, you become part of a system. And here, the the angle that the series takes, uh, which I like, is that it tells you, well, for this to happen, these guys needed every level of power to be part of, right. you know? So this corruption has reached everywhere, you know, in both sides of the border, you know, yeah. also, uh, which is something I, I normally don't see in, this, in these gigantic projects, you know? There's always the, the the good guys are coming to rescue you. And here you go like, well, there's no good guys, in fact. Yeah. Uh, and, and the only thing I see here is victims of a system, a system that, uh, that is working perfectly because of the involvement of all these people. And then uh, I asked, uh, well, and, and what's the point of telling this story? You right. know, and, and the point is to help us understand how the, the mess got to be this thing we're living today. You know, The relation between our countries has become a mess. Uh, and the way, again, the story of drug trafficking has been told is wrong. You know? it's not, the violence in Mexico is not our violence. Right. Is 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 a violence that belongs to the whole world because for this to happen, uh, there's a, there's a global issue, you know. And if you think about the market, if you think about consumers, if you think about addictions, uh, then we're all involved, you know. Because these these people wouldn't be right. who they are if if there was no market to feed. Yes,
0: the unpleasant truth is, as you say, we're all complicit, and we all. And,
1: and this violence, for example, something no one thinks about, uh, which. Hopefully, uh, uh, Narcos will talk about. Uh, but but it's like this violence in Mexico is making many people rich in the states. You know, all the weapons and all the the the, the yeah the the um, how do you call them them the bullets. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Sorry, man. That's okay. Haven't you, you, in... Part of you is in Mumbai still, or exactly. <laughs> 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 you know, can be traced to a legal a legal cell in the States. Yeah. And you go like, well, then we are part of this thing, right? It is our issue. (laughs) There's something happening here that, that clearly is wrong, you know? So anyway, the, the angle they wanted to tackle is the angle I care about. And I thought, well, it's important to go tell this story out of Mexico. You know, uh, people are really loving the, the, the show in Mexico, uh, more than I was expecting. In fact, uh, but to me, what matters is what happens with this show Out of Our Borders, you know, because... Right. Uh, Changing the perspective a little bit and, yeah. the, story and the narrative a little bit. Well, and also in the 80s is where, like, this needed to happen for the mess, you know, we're living. Right. This is the moment where they created a structure that suddenly fell apart and uh, and brought all this violence, all these... Um, all this fear, you yeah. know. And and fear is very dangerous, man, very dangerous because it makes you do the always the wrong choice, you right.
0: know. Um, I know we're bouncing around a bit, but I do want to go back in time because yeah. you know, we, what we left off with sort of you finding your voice again in theater uh, and then of course you reference like the press tour of E2 Mama, but I want to talk about a little bit about E2 Mama and your association with Alfonso mm-hmm. who uh, you've seen Roma, right? Like, yeah. unbelievable. Amazing. As always. Film.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean it uh, is it is quite a quite a, quite a project also coming from what he did before, you know, and what it means in his career and how young he is and how much we are going to still see, uh, from Alfonso. You I know? know my
0: only sadness is it, it takes him a while. I understand why it takes him a while between each project, but each one is just like a, like a jump. Well,
1: exactly. Because he, he does the exact opposite, you know, right. with the same gravity warmth to and <laughs> love and, and humanity and, uh, and, and dedication, but uh, yeah, if you compare Harry Potter to Itumama, también, right. or or Gravity to this, uh, clearly he he always wants to raise the 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 bar. You know, he wants to aim further.
0: Did you did you know when when you were working with him that you were working with like a a level of talent that was in the stratosphere? I mean, mm-hmm. he'd, he'd done some exceptional films, but Itumama kind of broadened his.
1: Yeah, I I I felt I was working with someone that knew exactly what he wanted. I basically, also, I had no reference, you right. know? I, I did, like... You're like, where's ten... my earpiece? I mean, I don't, I don't get it. How <laughs> exactly. does this work? <laughs> no, but I, I did, like, 10 or 15 films in Mexico before working with Alfonso. But, uh, but I thought I knew everything. And then I realized, holy shit. <laughs>
0: there's a different way to do this. That's pretty cool. <laughs> this guy,
1: this guy uh, understands the... The need for rigor, you know, yeah. to ever to have time for every decision, you know, and uh, and to take take the time to think about every possibility, also, you right. know, like uh, on a way in Mexico, we tend to to react uh, as soon as the money is there, mm. so we improvise a lot, you know, because. There's no money. And they they say, okay, you have money here. You go and execute right right away. Otherwise, you... You lose money. We've got to get it done. So you get it. So there's no time in pre-production. There's no time in development. (laughs) Uh, Not as much as as it should, you know. And, And you realize when that... When when you give yourself that amount of time, then you deliver something amazing, you know, uh, or or with a great potential, right. uh, uh, And that's one thing I learned from Alfonso, and not just me. I think many, you know, and also the the, the way of of aiming 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 further away, you know, not mm. thinking about the niche your cinema belongs to as as the only place you can you can find an audience, you right. know. Suddenly, if you if you forget about that, if you're not thinking of pleasing everyone, suddenly you can go out there and and be so specific yes. that you end up connecting with everyone. Yes. Because people, I mean, going back to Narcos, Narcos showed that you can ask people to read subtitles if there's a meaning for those subtitles. If you're telling me a story I, I didn't know and the only way to get to that story is through reading this, I'll do it. Right. You know? Um... So I think that that idea of, uh, of of not thinking of pleasing everyone, but but making sure you please the story, you please the context, right. you are you are honest and and uh, and uh, yeah, and, and good with the context.
0: You you obviously uh, in that one shared the screen with Gaël, who's mm-hmm. been like a lifelong friend, partner, and, and, and like you know, business partner, creative partner, etc. Um, has it it must be like that's a rare gift to go through a journey like this this crazy roller coaster with someone for how long have you known probably 25 years at least I mean
1: Oof, no I think my whole life I, I uh, was, what age, what age did, you, did you guys meet the thing is my our parents sorry our parents were doing a theater play uh, in 78 they were rehearsing the theater play called the uh, John Ford one It's he, a pity she's a whore and uh and uh, I think he was born during rehearsals, and I was born when they opened, you know, basically. Uh, so my father was the set designer, my mom was the custom designer, uh, his mom was uh, assisting my mom, uh, and really good friends of my mom, and his dad was the main actor, you know, so they call us the the sons of the whore uh, and uh, and we were born yeah uh, there in a the theater you know so he was a few months old when i was born and uh, and and i guess yeah we share a basket or something <laughs> you know uh so we know each other since then we've been uh, part of the same world and family since then. You Have know. you
0: ever gone up for the same role? Have you ever had to compete?
1: Oh, against many them? times. Yeah. Well, but never come, never compete. You know, yeah. because we've been so lucky, I think. Uh, so, and and in, in in that horrible period of time where I right. I, I, I became an asshole and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, otherwise known as teenager, <laughs> like, exactly. like all of us. I was an asshole too. I just wasn't on exactly. soap. <laughs> <laughs> he went to England to study. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a TV show where he was the lead, and he got all the attention. Called El Abuelo y Yo, he was like, he was very famous in Mexico. It was like the show, the kids show, you know, the kids soap. Uh, and I had a small role there. Uh, but then after that, I think I think his mom went like, no, you you gotta go, I'll go somewhere. Mm. And uh, and guy was really was wanting to go to to England to study, and he went there to study. So we stopped seeing each other for a few years and uh and we kind of like got back together in Itumama también where we both had a role right you know and since then it's been that easy you know and when I, when i end up doing something he didn't want it to do or the other way around it's always because we we talk to each other right. and and uh, it's something we share and I, I don't i don't think we 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 compete in that level uh it's been always football, girls. You know what we compete about. Um, Is it true that Alfonso didn't want to cast you in yeah, the Team Mamba? Yeah, definitely. I was the the young kid from soap operas, right? You know, and I was an asshole, and uh, <laughs> and and I was like really famous and doing theater, and right. uh, and and he didn't like that either. Uh, but the the real issue was that I was cast like. Every other kid and and I had an accident the day before, mm. uh, so I arrived with this thing in my neck that I couldn't move and I didn't learn the lines, and uh, I, and so I was reading and uh, it was the worst audition ever and I think Alfonso saw that and I said and said clearly this guy doesn't understand what acting is about right uh, and uh, and he go he went to 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 meet with like I don't know how many you know like hundreds of kids he saw after that. And he didn't like any of them, you know? Or or he didn't feel they were right for the part. So I did another audition, like, later on. uh, And the audition, Gael was already hired. Mm. So we did it together. And uh, for that one, I did prepare. And also, what happens with Gael and I is that we have such a strong connection. That there's some the, the chemistry is, is is perfect if you're thinking about telling the story of two best friends. You know, we right. we landed so much of that friendship to the characters uh, that is really difficult to get from two actors that, that don't know each other. You know, you just right. I mean, we saved him months of rehearsal basically it's know? what
0: he did. it's funny as you mentioned that story it reminds me of what i've heard about in roma i don't know if you've heard this. like the lead actor he hired her best friend like she was reluctant like the housekeeper the main housekeeper uh-huh. in the story she was reluctant to do the film and i think he convinced her to do it when he hired her best friend who also plays her best friend in the uh-huh. film uh-huh, uh-huh. so he i think is is understanding of that that silly but real thing we call chemistry yeah that's, i mean that's...
1: and th- and that's what actors are supposed to do you know yeah. like Last film I did, you know, you you phone the other actor and you go like, wait, hey, let's 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 get together, right. let's have a drink, let's right. let, let me go to your house, come to mine, right. let's connect as soon as possible because we have a few weeks or months to prepare, you yeah. know? And you have to build all these memories uh, that you can relate to when you're acting. Uh, I but when you, for
0: Rehearsals don't happen anymore on- Well, the-
1: also that's, a, that's, a, that's a, a thing I don't get, you know? I'm a theater person, I love rehearsing. Right. I think repetition is great. Uh, there's, when I directed a kid and and I truly believe with with someone that doesn't have the training, it's really important to make sure you capture that authenticity of the moment of actually course. happening. But, uh, but when you have great actors, in fact, rehearsing can be amazing. Yeah.
0: yeah. Again, honing in, like you talked about sort of like the, you know, an artist like Alfonso, it's all about chiseling it down, kind of like getting to the truth, getting to the art. And with with the...
1: Alfonso, what we did a lot was we, we worked, we improvised a lot, we worked together a lot in, in the things that were not happening in the film. You know, building those moments yeah. that connect scenes, so you know exactly where you're coming from, and and you explore things, and and you find things that are not written there that are useful, in right. fact. Uh, but we did spend weeks with Alfonso in Momenta, también working. We we traveled to Spain. Uh, the three of us, uh, uh, to meet Maribel. Um, and, uh, and that whole trip was like a, the, the, like the, 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 the charolastras, <laughs> you know, flying, <laughs> flying to see, to see a girl and, uh, and fighting for the attention of this girl. And Alfonso is a charolastra somehow, you know, at least during this process, he, he became one of us,
0: you know, is, um, you haven't been correct me if I'm wrong. You haven't been directed by Alejandro or Guillermo in a film, right? No, they produced well, some things that you've done. I feel like
1: Guillermo. Uh, we've done uh, two Life animated shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the Book of Life. That he was a producer because right. it's directed by Jorge. Uh, and then uh, on on Trollhunters, right. uh, um, my first session he was there. Uh, but it, but it's a different. Scale of, yep. of 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 thing, you know. So uh, that must be something that you'd love to do at some point. I mean, to be in his hands,
0: Guillermo yeah. is just like a, such a life force. I mean,
1: I, I with both of them, I, I I you know well I it's 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 a weird question because, in a way, I think I have I, I now I know them profoundly. There, I can call them friends. Yeah and, uh, and it's, it's different. I've reached some, I've reached something that I value much more than the experience of acting right. with someone. Uh, I did work with Alejandro long ago in a little short thing he did for a brand in Mexico. Uh, that was before, uh, Amores Perros and everything. Right. Um, and, uh, and, and again with, with Guillermo in these projects, I, I feel I, uh, I've worked already really close to him, but, uh, I don't know I'm 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 more worried about what I'll do as a director in my life you know these days uh, you, uh, yourself yeah. because you've directed a couple of times obviously mm-hmm. And and I I I my my brain is there like mm. as an actor I I do want to bring the best for a director to tell his so uh, the story he wants to tell mm. or she wants to tell but uh but uh, at the end, I have to say, I'm I'm always there watching their process, thinking about right. m- my own, you know, right. thinking about how much I can learn from this person uh, in order to, to 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 grow as a director or as a producer. Um, yeah my my mind is more in acting in theater and directing in film you know
0: and the odd star wars project here exactly and well
1: and i am <laughs> that i am very happy to do uh
0: so so obviously you know i i i talked to you a bunch of times over the the rogue one press period and um what a wonderful film that turned out to be what a, a fun group of folks to talk to repeatedly i have no complaints i'm sure you don't either i mean no. what i appreciated about you in that in that press store, as i recall was like there are like some actors that are like kind of too cool for school about it they're like they play it cool like yeah i'm i'm in a star wars movie whatever it's it's fine you were like i felt like you were enjoying every oh yeah second of it
1: <laughs> i mean truly it's like it, it is it is really difficult to even imagine that you're going to be part of something that you cared so much about when you were a kid, you know? And, and again, going back to that thing of like, there's no line between the personal and the professional here. Right. We, the experience is so intense of shooting something. And when you care like that, it's amazing because I found myself many times witnessing things as if I was part of the audience, you know, and I suddenly were able to jump in the the screen and and get to meet the characters and and see the the world from the inside. Uh, Yes, I was enjoying every second. And and going back to that universe is is like a dream come true because, I started having nostalgia the day after, you know, he <laughs> was like, Oh no, it's over, you know? And, uh, and, and clearly because of the story we, we tell there's <laughs> no, there's nowhere to go. Did you know from day one
0: you were going to die at the end or was there ever a question?
1: No, no, no. We knew, we knew. You knew. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There was it's... no iteration that wasn't that as far as you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they thought about it, but I, I, I th- I, th- I thought that was the most amazing thing to be part of, you know, oh and the, God, the yeah. biggest challenge <laughs> in in cinema, you know, it's like how do you how do you uh, yeah present a story where people have to understand that it's not about dying or not dying, it's about you know the print you live, you know, right. it's about uh, yeah uh, what you wh- what you generate for others, you know, it's about. It's about the others, you know. It's right. uh, it's the, the 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 meaning of sacrifice, you know, as 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 the core of your of your film, you know. I thought it was like the the most uh, modern thing ever. I he- I've heard, you know. It's it was a ballsy move, and it paid off. It worked.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, I I know there's nothing to like spoil. I'm sure you don't even know anything about this new series. That but we're excited about the announcement nonetheless. I mean, I'm just curious, like mechanics wise, like how and when do you were you even given like a heads up like were you like told a while back that this is something they were thinking of or is it literally just like the day before the announcement they're like you in and you're like thumbs up yeah
1: <laughs> no there there was a process and i love i love how they work you know it's um it's because they invite you to collaborate it's 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 far from being the show people imagine sometimes where you just arrive and they tell you what to do, you right. know? Uh, at least that hasn't been my experience. I was invited to Rogue One and I, I we improvised on set and right. our ideas were heard and we would meet with the producers and the director and the writer and, like, we were part of the process, you know, and yeah. our, our opinion mattered, which, which is something I... I I I look for as an actor you know uh, to have that input otherwise I, I get bored really fast I I start thinking of something else you know uh and and here they they were very open to that and and I did um I uh, I did a VR experience right. uh uh, that uh, got me to to play the role for two days uh, in a, in a studio in Mexico where we did all this material of me talking to the the you know the rebels and and telling them what the mission was and I, and during that process we we started talking about this possibility, you know okay. uh, but this was just a possibility and uh and is then G- is gareth involved at all or we don't know yet? we don't know yet oh, okay. no. I mean, ba- basically because of what the story will tell you uh the first thing they needed to know if if, if we could do it together and uh, obviously i said yes from day one because yeah. uh it's uh it's yeah it's it's an experience that changed my life also you know i can talk about it to mama tambien uh, about working probably with Gosban as another of moment. Course. I love that film. Uh, Milk is amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and this you know and Rogue One and uh, and also after doing something like Narcos really I mean I always say this as a joke but it's not a joke. After being in a in a show that I have to hide from my kids, right. it's such an amazing thing to make my kids part of my journey. You know, again because there's there's no professional yes. uh, and and personal you know the, i want them to 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 read with me the lines when i'm working at home i want them to be able to see the sets yeah. where i'm working to go visit me to and this is something I can share with them. And
0: uh, and not not to mention, you talked about the shades of gray for Narcos. It may be a strange connection. But Cassian, from that first scene in 1, <laughs> doesn't get much more gray than this guy. He's Ex- not, you know, I mean, exactly. this is this is going to be fun territory to explore. Him even before the events that kind of even humanized him a bit more. I, I would expect we're going to see the, well, good, the bad and the ugly of this character. Well,
1: it is. It is I, I love that idea of... Uh, of um, of how Rogue One starts, you know. Again, it is very modern. You know, yeah. these days we we have to talk about a much more complex world right. because it is, because it has become because of the way we are interconnected now right. and and the amount of, of uh, yeah, the
0: bar has been raised. As, yeah. yeah,
1: and it's it's it's. Uh, I think they they reacted and they took the challenge uh, the way it should, uh, and and again, are very brave to To say, yeah, we are gonna do a, a film that will live in the world of Star Wars, and characters will live in this world, but we're gonna bring this complexity yeah. also, uh, you know, because audiences are have demanding to, it now. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. My son got it, you know. Uh, his friends got it, and uh, and I love the film and and making a film that can reach that range you know uh, it's amazing uh, so yeah i am excited of, of of the possibilities we have with the show last thing and
0: i'll let you go uh, have they taken your suggestion that you just hang out with java for 10 episodes because <laughs> i know that was that was the the ultimate ambition of the first uh best tour <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's incredible that you know how uh, uh, how social media works <laughs> these days <laughs> Uh, I never thought that interview was going to last and haunt me forever. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry if I contributed at all. But you know what? I, I still say it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I am going to put that in my contract. I want to touch Java. And, uh, and, and if that doesn't happen, I won't do it. <laughs> uh, Diego, it's always
0: good to catch up with you, man. Um, I love this conversation. I love Narcos. And I love that you're returning to Star Wars soon. That'll give us more opportunities to chat. Um, Definitely. Thanks nice for stopping by, man. Thank you. A pleasure. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't
1: pressured to do this by Josh.